Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Holy Martin! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? Dropping bombs on you this balmy Wednesday afternoon here in the Bay Area. Country singer, hip-hop artist, and the list goes on and on. Austin Tolliver is in the studio. I'm excited to chat with him. He has brand new music out, Tennessee Drip, and this guy is on the horizon of just super stardom explosion. He also has some ties here to the Bay Area. Austin Tolliver, welcome into the podcast. It's great to have you here, my friend. Man, I I appreciate you having me on. I look forward to it. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun. I love your music. I mentioned this to you as we started before we rolled tape. But the big question is, are you still on lockdown where you're at? Is it over? Are you be able to are you living life like normal now? What's happening with you, my friend? Man, we are uh, we are pretty much wide open out here in Tennessee. I mean, uh, you know, Nashville Nashville's got you know, some few restrictions there on uh like a phase opening program, but uh, where I live, just outside of Nashville, everything's wide open and everybody's having a good time. So I'm just happy that, you know, life's kind of getting back to normal. Are you able to go out and perform now and do smaller venues? What's that looking like for you? Uh, In our area right now, I don't think that there is enough people to be able to go into certain places down in Nashville yet for us to be able to come in and play live shows here. So currently we're looking at, uh, cities that are opening up, you know, or cities in different States that are opening up that we can go play shows that in front of, you know, our normal size crowds that we go see, you know, we usually have or to smaller crowds that just want to go go out and have a good time. So we're looking forward to that, and I can't wait for it, to be honest. Yeah, it'll be nice. I mean, this has been going on now for just a little over two months, and most of the people that I've spoken with, it just kind of threw a wrench in everything, and everybody had to cancel plans. Once you go back out and perform, how do you see that going as far as like bringing people into smaller venues like clubs or bars or those smaller, more intimate venues where folks like yourself love to play in other places too. I mean, I think, I think people are going are, are gonna to want to start coming out and they're going to want to start having those good, good normal times again. So, you know, I think as, as we progress through this pandemic and get to the point where people start getting even more comfortable, it'll make playing shows just like it, like it was before the pandemic. You know, it's just... People may be a little bit further separated apart, but, you're, you know, people are still there to have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I think people just want to have a good time, like you said, and be able to enjoy themselves. I love live music. It's probably one of the greatest joys that I have outside of some of the other things that I do. Interviewing fantastic folks like yourself, of course, is up there. But live music, you just can't beat it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so special and unique. And it doesn't even matter the size of the artist, in my opinion. It's just the fact that you're able to go see them live, which is just fun. You know, I mean, music is what brings us all together. So I agree with you, my friend. I think we are ready to start this again. 
and to just kind of have people come out and enjoy themselves. Now, I want to talk about your music. Obviously, that's why we're here. You've been in the industry for a very long time, and you were doing rap for a while, and then you kind of transitioned over into country, but your newest song, Tennessee Drip, kind of gives us a mix of both of those. How did the transition happen, and why? What sort of led you from point A to point B? So what I what I figured out was is I was going to get back to my roots, and I, you know, being from Louisiana, you're immersed in multiple different cultures on a daily basis, and you know, different sounds, different music genres, like all types of stuff. And so for me, it was get back to the roots and take it back to you know the the days that you'd sit around bonfires you know on the tailgates of your boy's truck or your truck or whatever right like you're just out there having a good time and you may hear a george Strait song and the next song you may hear is the kevin gates song or you may hear a <laughs> garth brooks song and the next song that pops up is like a tupac song right so well i wanted to bring my roots back to my music and show the world that crossover country music is a real thing and it's here to stay and that's what I'm going to do forever. Who are some of your influences when it comes to that? You mentioned a couple names, but who are some people that you go, this is kind of my vibe, this is my jam, this is who inspires me to write and put together some of these great songs that you have? Now, I love George Strait. I He's the king. I, I love Garth Brooks. I love, you know, Boosie. I love Kevin Gates. I love Pac and Biggie, Eminem. You know, those all in the you know in the new era. I really, I really enjoy Blake Shelton. I really enjoy Luke Combs and Kane Brown. Um, and you know, on the hip hop side, I'm still more old school on the hip hop side. So like all those, all those guys are what put everything together for me to kind of like inspire me to put my lyrics on paper and in the way that we're doing it. Yeah, I can see some of those influences just listening to your music that you have out that I've been listening to lately uh, before we had a chance to hang out this morning. And I love it, to be honest, you know, even like Florida Georgia line a little bit. I like it when they do the hip hop thing. I don't think they really do it all too often. But they've had some of their songs remade or remixed, I guess you could say, with a little bit of rap. And uh, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Like Nelly, I think, did their song, one of their songs with them. But uh, it just kind of brings a different flair to things and, and makes it exciting. Now, you've been in the industry for a very long time. You've been doing music and performing. How has it changed from your perspective from when you first started as far as the hustle to now like what are some of the trends and and how have you had to adjust as an artist well the thing that's changed in my world is everything is starting to get bigger like everything that we do is getting bigger so when we go play a show there's bigger crowds everywhere we go when we uh you know sit down to do interviews just like this they they it's it's big just like this is right and so when i first started out it was fighting that grind to get to the point to where everything started to become bigger. And now that I'm at the point to where things are starting to become bigger, I want to take it to, you know, the next level, which is make it as big as you can possibly make it and sustain that. And that is 
currently what we've been doing and what we will continue to do. And I've got the best fan base in the entire world because they've supported me from, you know, the days of never doing any interviews to the days of playing shows in front of thousands of people. So like the grind has, has been awesome. I wouldn't trade it for the world and hell, I, I'm just looking forward to keep grinding, man. <laughs> I think we all are. I'm the same way when it comes to interviewing fantastic people and getting to talk to them. It just, there's this energy that is a part of it. It's a thrill and uh, almost like a drug, I dare say, on some levels, because it's just so intoxicating to be able to talk to people and interview them. Now, I want to get your perspective on this, my friend, because I ask a lot of artists about this. And again, I always have to preface it by saying, It's not a knock on reality TV shows or some of these voice competitions that you see on TV. But from your perspective, do you feel that those are a help or a hindrance to people who don't necessarily get the experience, as you talked about, the grind or the the footwork that has to be done to get interviews or to get people to hear your music? And there's no right or wrong answer. Definitely not trying to pigeonhole you or throw you a curveball, but I I always like to ask people, musicians specifically, kind of their viewpoint on it because you're in the middle of it more so than I am. No, that's a good question. And I, I, you know, I like that question. It's, it's a kind of like twofold answer. I mean, it, it worked really good for Carrie Underwood. It has worked really good for Scotty McCrary and, uh, Lane Hardy and, you know, a lot of these people that have been on this show, on these shows and, you know, Gabby Barrett's doing great. Um, shoot, you can just, Lauren Elena, she's killing it all over the place and she got second place on Idol. I mean, these, what people have to realize when watching these, these reality, like singing competitions is it's a TV show first and foremost, either the best singer is going to win because that best singer has a good story and a good personality and he connects with the audience or somebody who can't necessarily sing as good as somebody else, but can go out there and perform and put on a show and get people to really buy into them is going to win. So it's, if you want to go do that and you're an artist out there and you want to go do that and you think that that's what can take you to the next level, then by all means go out there and do your thing, baby, whatever, whatever works for you. But for me, I just, I can't go in there and, and, and do a show like that and deal with, you know, a producer, like an executive producer of a TV show, of a reality show, telling me that I am going home today from the show simply because my storyline has ran out and not my mm. talent. That is a great answer, Austin. I like that. Your storyline has run out. Not my talent. I think that could be a tag for our episode because I, I've, I've asked what? that question over and over to so many different people from some of the biggest celebrities uh, to just, it doesn't even matter, but the, the, that is one of the most honest answers that I have gotten uh, from anybody because that kind of is the truth. You know, everybody has a story that goes on those shows. And I think the other thing too that a lot of people don't realize is that You know, some of these people have been performing for a long time. It just happens to be now they have this platform that they didn't have before. And so now people know their story. Uh, And I understand. Some of them have have previous record deals and they go on to that show. Lane Hardy, I think, was one of them who had 
gotten signed when he was on the first time and was doing okay. Uh, but then he came back and won. And, uh, I have my personal opinions about that because <laughs> I kind of feel like he had the edge from the beginning when he just kind of showed up to, and I don't even think he just actually literally just walked in and showed up. I think they probably reached out to him and said, Hey, would you be interested in coming back on? Uh, we would love to that's have the you. the storyline thing that, that's yeah. the, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's the, that's the storyline thing that I'm talking about. Right, right. Bringing Lane Hardy back is a storyline that's going to attract viewers to that TV show. And they know the longer that Lane stays in, the longer people are going to pay attention because they everybody wants to see the underdog story, right? Right. And he go he goes and wins that thing. Well, good for him. He's a talented artist. He's a very talented artist. And that is the path he chose to take. And it worked. Good for him. It just don't work for everybody. Yeah. Do you have any regrets in your career, my friend, as far as like opportunities that you passed up on? Or moments where you go, I wish I would have done it this way or that way. And again, it's it, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just, again, I love to fill in the blanks and get true and honest uh, opinions and perspectives from folks like yourself. Oh, with me, you won't have to worry about that. I'll give you honest perspective all the time. I, I got no filter and I got no shame when it comes to it. <laughs> uh, no, there there is absolutely not a single time in my life uh, that I've ever... You know, in the, or I'll say in the music business that I've looked back and said, you know what, I really regret that I didn't do that, or I really regret that I did that, because I, I don't. I just go out there and I take every opportunity where it can be, and I do the things that I need to do. Yeah. And as I'm doing the things that I need to do, it's just it's those it, it, it's those times that make you into the person that you need to be. Yeah, I think that's very true, because we only what what doesn't kill us, as they say, makes us stronger, right? <laughs> So I kind Absolutely. of I kind of feel like that that's true. Even again, you know, just kind of in comparison, I've had interviews that have just gone horribly bad and we keep talking but on both sides we know we want to be out of it because it's just not clicking, but we do it just because we are committed to it and neither one of us want to look dumb. And even those moments I feel just continue to grow us as individuals and, and artists and, and, and creatives like both of us. Right. So I think Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. And I feel like also that we're just in this time frame now where, where creativity is just exploding. I think this pandemic has kind of led us to it and allowed us to really tap into our creative juices and put out the best uh, quality and the best, content that we possibly can you know what i'm saying does, does that make sense yeah absolutely see your job's a whole hell of a lot harder than my job is <laughs> it is it, i mean it, it, and people and this is what people really need to understand about about media positions you you have to not only prepare yourself with background information and you know, research of what you're going to do, what you're going to ask, what you're going to say. But you also have to do that for the other 70 people that you may be interviewing that month. Right. And, you know, that, that that's why I have a lot of respect for the interviewer whenever I do these interviews is because I know that the job you've put in is hard work. And I appreciate your platform just as much as I appreciate mine. Well, thank you for the kind words. And it is challenging at times, but it's also fun. 
because I get to talk to so many great people, including yourself. And you just, it's, it's an organic platform podcasting because, you know, we're just having a conversation and there are questions that I ask, but also you never know which direction the interview is going to go. And so I just kind of like to roll with it. And I feel that that's what makes me uh, unique in some ways is the fact that we just kind of have a natural organic conversation. And that brings me to my next question. You know, there are just, there's a lot of music out there, a lot of country music and just literally we've mentioned several different people just in the last 15 or so minutes but when it comes to competing in an industry that is just, I don't want to say inundated with music or oversaturated because I feel like that's just a broad stroke comment. How do you differentiate yourself from everybody else that you're up against? Because your music is fantastic. I love it. You're very famous and popular in your own right. And, and everybody, you can Google you and you come up. H- how do you stay competitive? Like, what is it that gives you the edge to just get out there and just want to whoop everybody else uh, and just make yourself even better than you are in the instant moment that you're performing? Well, when I wake up every morning, I want to be the best that's ever done it. Like that is, that is what my drive goal and determinations are set on is being the best to ever do it. And you got to compete every single day to be able to do that. And that's what I do every morning, every, every morning that I wake up, I plan out my day to go be the, how can I improve today to continue down the path of being the best? Mm -hmm. How can I continue to improve to become the best? And I mean, that's for me, that's where the competition comes in. Cause if you aren't trying to be the best, if you're just trying to be okay or average, you ain't going to make it in the music business. Yeah. I feel like that, Everybody has talent on some level, but hard work is what's going to push you to the next level, right? That is correct. Hard work will push you to the next level, and that's just that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and people need to realize that, especially someone like yourself or anybody who's in any kind of industry, whether it's music, whether it's film, it doesn't even matter. And we're, we're in this age now where social media is just huge, and that's how people are promoting themselves. Do you have a desire to to promote yourself in a more organic way, like through social media and that sort of thing? Do you find more freedom taking care of your own content and doing it that way? Or do you have other desires to want to sign to a major label? Like, what, what does that life look like for you? Well, my, uh, my team, I've got a great team, and uh, my management team is already you know, taking the next steps to take me to the next level. And I mean, to be honest with you, to me, a major record deal is just like making it to the NFL. Sure. When you get to, when you get to the, when you get to the majors, you're in the big leagues now. Somebody has put money behind you to build you. And now you got to go out and make that money back for those people. And to, that's, that's, that is where I cannot wait to get to because it is, it's the big leagues. And when you get there, now you're now the competition for being the best becomes real and authentic because now you're there, you're in the door and you can compete on the same stages at award shows and stadiums around the world against Luke Bryan, against Blake Shelton, against Thomas Rhett, 
against Florida Georgia line. And, you know, it's so on and so forth, you know, and that's what I can't wait for. I love doing my own social media just because it, I love being able to have my fans be able to see me like authentic me and not just like a made up version of me. So I'll always do my social media and stuff like that. But as we move forward in this, I want to make sure that, you know, as we get to what I call the NFL, the major record deal that, you know, I'm still able to have that connection with my fans while also taking the next steps just to be great. That is fantastic. What advice would you have, Austin, for anybody who's in a creative position like yourself, whether it's music, and they feel like that they're stuck and they just don't know how to get to the next level? What has persuaded you or encouraged you to just keep moving forward? Well, you got to find a team. You have to have a team of people that are around you, that their strengths are your weaknesses and your weaknesses are their, I mean, your strengths are their weaknesses. You see what I'm saying? So you compensate each other. So when you have a really good team, that team will make sure that you don't get stuck and that you don't continue to stay stuck in a rut because that team wants you to be great because they also want to be great with you. And whenever you find that, you'll get you you'll get out of any rut that you're that you're in. And that's that's the best advice that I could give people is to get a get a good team of people that you trust and people that are loyal and just work. Keep working and keep working and keep working. What does family think of all this when you decided to make the jump and pursue this full time? Do you have that support, that backbone system? How how does that work for you? Oh yeah. They all, everybody knew that I was destined to entertain the world one way or another. I mean, I was a football player. I played arena ball for a little while after football. I said, I'm going to entertain the world differently. I'm going to jump into music and you know, everybody, everybody in in my camp and in my family, they all knew that I was going to entertain people and I couldn't work a nine to five because I'm here to entertain. That's what God put me on this earth to do is to entertain people and I can't ever see myself doing anything different. And my family has been so strong in supporting me through the great times and the slow times. That's great. The fact that you have that support system. And I feel like it goes back to what you just said is having a good team. And that support system also includes family because there are going to be moments where you have highs and you have lows and everybody wants to celebrate with you uh, on the highs, uh, but when the lows come along, that's where moments can be lonely, right? And you're just like, why am I doing this? Have you ever had any any instances where you just wanted to quit and just say, like, I'm done with this? No, I, I never have. And that's just simply because when I jump into something and I decide I'm going to do something, I'm going all in as hard as I can go. And I will achieve the goal I have set for myself because I'm not going to quit and I'm not going to let anything beat me. Right. That's a good, I I like that, not letting anything beat you. And I feel like if we can just put that in the back of our head, we'll be okay, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what people got to understand that you can't just jump into something just half cocked and just say, hey, this is, you know, I'm doing this for this week. And then next week, I don't know if I'm going to be doing it, but what? you can't do that. If you're 
if you're really going to jump into something and be a success, you, you can't let anything beat you and you got to work hard. Well, the music industry is competitive, country especially, because there are so many people trying to make it in Nashville is really the hot spot for all of that, you know, and, and, and they've been kind of down for a while. But one of the things that I've always wanted to do is go to Nashville. I, I've never, I went when I was a kid, but I would love to go. I mean, you could literally walk down the street and walk into any bar and hear some of the best music in the world, right? It doesn't matter which bar you walk Absolutely. into because everybody wants to be the next so-and-so. And I'm not saying that's true about you because I don't get that vibe, but you, you could literally walk in there and see A-list music for free. And it doesn't matter where you go, right? I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it, right? Yeah. I mean, I've walked into places and seen some, I've walked into places and seen some very famous people singing in those places. Uh, and, but my, but my thing is country music hasn't adapted in years. Right. I agree. And since, since country music hadn't adapted, people eventually are going to walk into a place and be like, Oh, okay. Well, I can tolerate this because it sounds good. It's good music that I'm familiar with, but I would love for something to grab my attention. So I have tried to, in everything I do, adapt country music and take country music into a new lane to where when people hear what we're doing, they stop, listen, and it's different than what they've heard. I can still tell the exact same story as, you know, Indian Outlaw by Tim McGraw or... I can tell the same story as, you know, Bless the Broken Road by uh, Rascal Flatts on top of the hip-hop beat. You see what I'm saying? I do. And if I'm telling, the, if I'm telling familiar stories, then people are going to dive in on those stories because it's a new sound. Absolutely, 100%. And I do think that there needs to be some adapting to country music. And it feels like there's a new artist every single day, but it's almost like they're very similar to other people that are already existing. But the one thing or one of the things that I love about your music is that it is different and it gives you that taste of country. But then all of a sudden you throw a curveball with some hip hop licks and it's like, man, <laughs> that gets your attention. That's something that you want to play and blast on the radio. Oh, I mean, that's the whole point. The whole point for, for doing it is just to, to adapt, to adapt something that hadn't been adapted. And I, I love it because it's my roots and this is what I'm going to do. And I can't wait. I cannot wait for a guy like Luke Combs to, to do some, some stuff that's on top of a hip hop beat. That'd be insane. And I hope it catches on to mainstream country, but if it doesn't, if it doesn't catch on to the mainstream style of country music, it's okay. Cause I'm going to catch on on the mainstream and I'm, I'm I have no problem having your fan base join my fan base, buddy. There you go. Absolutely, Austin. How can people learn more about you and dig into your awesome music? Well, y'all can find me on Instagram at, uh, at Austin Tolliver Music. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all them places under just my name, Austin Tolliver. Um, and you can find me at my website at atmusic.info. Austin, thanks for joining me on the show today, my friend. I appreciate it. Man, I greatly appreciate your time, and thank you so much for having me. That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. 
If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>